0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is City to City podcast, powered by MOVE. I'm your host, Julian Mitchell. I'm here with L.A. Clippers forward, Tobias Harris. What's going on, Tobias? I'm
1: chilling. How you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, So we're actually here in Long Island. We're not even in L.A. right now, Mm -hmm. you know, on the other side of the the country. um, And you obviously playing basketball. You moved around since you've been in the league and now being in L.A. You know, tell people what it's really like in terms of the lifestyle of traveling in the NBA, because I think people see... You travel to different cities to play every night. You may be from a different city than what, you, than where you play. So what's the reality of of traveling in the NBA?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, overall, it's, uh, it's cool to be in different cities, different places, and get to right. experience different things, um, see different atmospheres and things like that. So uh, as a player, I mean, I, I like to travel, be in different areas, you know, experience different restaurants, different arenas, things like that. But... Um, the travel is tough. I mean, it's a it's a long season. We're playing half the games on the road. So right. um, there's a lot of trips that we're going. Uh, when I was in the East Coast, we're going to the West Coast for like 10, 12 days playing, you know, five teams, something like that. So um, all that stuff adds up. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's pretty good. You right. you, you you know, you're on a charter plane and things like that. You're right. in the best hotel. So it's, it's cool.
0: Right. So obviously, too, in college, you playing in Tennessee, you traveled a lot in college. And of course, you travel a lot in the NBA. What was the biggest transition for you going from college to the pros?
1: Uh, well, on the on the court wise, it was just the speed of the game. I mean, in college, you're playing at a different pace. You're playing different um, type of offensive system and, and defensive system. And then when you get to the league, you're playing more of a, you know, the NBA is an tempo game. And Especially the way the game is now, it's right. you know everybody's flying out, especially in the West Coast. A lot of teams are more up pace, right. um, but you know that and the physicality level of the game is a lot higher at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was an adjustment where I, I just had to stay patient and be ready for my opportunity, and when that did come, take advantage of it.
0: Right. And then you talked about that too, you know, the pace of the game being faster, the competition Mm -hmm. level being higher. Obviously that requires a higher level of focus and discipline for you. So when you talked about the the off the court, right, like the moving and traveling and being in different places, what allows you to stay focused while you still have to handle life and still move, you know, in that space?
1: For me, it's just, you know, understanding what's uh, most important to me. And that's, you know, my production on the floor, that's being the best teammate that I can be, and just focusing on winning. Um, so, for for myself individually, like going to different cities, I'm just worried about what can I do to get ready for tomorrow's game. What can I do to help our help better our team? And right. um, you know, I look long picture of where I see myself as a player, where I see myself, the goals that I have, um, not only individually but as team wise of what I want to accomplish in the league. So, those are always driving me to be able to not get too caught up in what's going on, but also more in the space of, and in the realm of where I'm at and how I'm gonna better myself for right. the next day.
0: What's the reality? Cause I feel like a lot of people may not understand when they see a player maybe from a city or their family lives in a city,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they may play in a completely different city. And then you're also traveling. Like, Paint the real picture of what it's like in terms of where a player may live versus where they play and, and how they travel.
1: Well, every every player is different, but at the same time, I mean, um, you know, I know different players in different cities. You know, I'm from New York, Long Island area, um, and I was playing in you know Milwaukee my early early stages in my career. So, being away from the family, it's at times it could be be tough, but um, you are occupied with a lot, uh, which is you know getting yourself ready in the gym every single day. And your focus is basketball. That's, that's all it is. When you come out of college, it's a change in the game of going to school, studying all things like that, to just going and playing basketball and using that as your day job.
0: Was it difficult for you to move and change completely different teams in different cities? Like, how, how challenging was that for you?
1: Yeah, it's challenging. I mean, um, you know, uh, like many people don't understand when you get traded, it's just like, okay, well hey, you know, we got rid of so-and-so, like he's on a different team. But, you know, I, I literally got traded at like, I remember getting called around like five o'clock and I was on like the plane to LA at like six in the morning. So like, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that was like a, yeah, when I got traded from Orlando, it was pretty much the same thing. I was traded like in the mid afternoon and straight on a plane. So. Like, I've been traded before. I mean, being traded is not like a, during a time it's not the best feeling because you're like, dang, like, I know for somebody like myself, I invest a lot of where I'm at, like I'm loyal to the situation I'm in, my teammates, the city, everything. So to be traded, is kind of like, you know, it's, you know, you feel a little little hurt inside, but you know, I I look at it as it's just God's plan of what's gonna happen. Just be ready for the next situation. but. The whole when I was in Detroit, the whole house that I had, I was staying in. is like, you know, I just packed like two bags and was off, off and running. My my mom and my dad, they come and they um they clean my whole house out and things like that and move everything to where I'm going. But you pretty much just drop everything and. And, and get on the plane and keep it moving.
0: Yeah, like, what? how do you manage that? Like you said, your mom and dad just come in because you got to yeah. be on a plane the next morning. Like, mm-hmm. how do you handle that neat city, the actual process of moving your whole life to to the next place?
1: Yeah, for me, like, I, I have a really good support system of people around me that are able to kind of, they understand what, what's at task and what's going on. And, like, for me and my career, they understand, like, my goals and what I'm, trying to accomplish. So like my mom, my my older brother, my father done an amazing job of just, when things like that happen, and I would just say, look, we're handling it. Just play basketball. We'll have everything all set up for you. And like, that's it. Like, don't worry about nothing but the court. So, you know, when I got traded, my mom was just like, uh, cause I, I, when I was talking to her, I was getting a call from, you know, uh, Stan Van Gundy the other time and I was like, I gotta take this call, like, I'm about to get traded. And, cause I already knew, like, when I, when you get that call, that's when you know. Right, right, and right. she was just like, all right, all right, all right. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get the next flight in the morning to get everything ready then, you know? So like, right. yeah, it, it's like, we've been there before, but at the same time, like, it doesn't hit you until like, you really, after that call, you're trying to figure some things out. But my family's done a great job being able to just, like, keep me focused on what's mm-hmm. what's what's at task and what's right in front of us
0: right and what what have been the keys for you to making transitions just for yourself personally mm-hmm. like going into new environments and new cities because the same way you get a phone call you got to go right into living life in that city and, yeah. and meeting teammates and meeting different people and going right into playing in a lot of cases how do you, what have been your keys to making those transitions
1: I always put the love of the game first and everything. So, you know, I love to play this game. I have a, I've been blessed with the opportunity to play the game. So, you know, any new situation I go into, I try to feel it out, see what the team needs, correspond with the coaching staff and the players. Um, I do a lot of research on, you know, since I play in the NBA, like every team, I know, I know that team well. So I've been traded on teams where I, I understand what the team is missing, what they need to kind of help to make make them better. So um, for me, it's just going in there and just, just playing for the love of the game and playing hard and not worrying about anything else, but going out and helping the team win. And I've done that in all the trades that I've been in and it's, it's worked successful for me. And I hope I don't get traded, <laughs> you know <what> i <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: How is was your view of success or what you valued from when you first were or when you were at Tennessee mm-hmm. coming into the league to you being in the league, being a veteran now, like having success in the league? How has your, your viewpoint of that evolved?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, as a high school kid and as a, a young player coming to the league, I had success. You know, one, it was, to me, it was always getting to the NBA. That would, I, I had this vision that I, that would always make me feel successful being able to be in the league, being able to do nice things for my family, do nice things for myself and things like that. And then as I got to the league, like every year I've been able to grow my game and better myself and try to, you know, be better than the past year in many different areas. But I think, you know, success is the way that you look at yourself and discover inside yourself, like, how much better you're getting, like what you're really trying to achieve. And at the same time, you know, loving like what you do and being able to go out and do what you do every single day and embrace that and just see yourself growing in that. So I think uh, as a player, I've been successful in this league, but at the same time, I think I haven't even reached many dimensions that I can get into.
0: Right, you know, and you were saying how being traded isn't necessarily a good thing. It's not a Mm -hmm. good feeling, right? At the same time, when you move, though, you do build relationships with cities. You do develop certain relationships with teammates and places. Yeah. What are the positives? You know, the benefits of traveling and being in these different spaces and building these different uh, relationships.
1: I, I, I've been able to, um, with myself and the team that's around me, has impact a lot of people in every, every single city that we've been in, and we've prided ourselves on that of being able to. Um, you know, go into the communities and give back and embrace different kids and see kids come up that probably didn't have the inspiration before uh, to do things that they, they may have thought were just unreachable to them. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'll always be able to do that for the rest of my life and, and, and you know, I believe, and also while I'm in the NBA, be able to do that in every city that I, I've, I've been in so far. And, right. We, every city that we've um, been ever playing we still have those type of relationships with and you know teams like teams that we have played on still respect that to this day so it's not just like oh you're traded like we still do a lot of stuff in Detroit with community and kids mm-hmm. we do a lot of stuff in Orlando with mentorship and um, with church down there that I go to so there's a lot of things that we're still connected to in all these cities that we um, you know, outside of basketball, when basketball's finished and things like that, those are things that you know people will always remember and that yeah. will never leave you.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that too, because as much as you invest in basketball and that's mm-hmm. your life, you come to realize that it's way bigger than yeah, basketball, yeah, sure. and that, like you said, it's it's something that can come and go or it's it's fleeting. So in that too, the the value of um, you know, kind of planting your feet and having your imprint on different places. Ends up meaning a lot to you too, because the community service, those things exist after basketball yeah, is over with. For sure, you know yeah. what has been the biggest adjustment or biggest transition going from team to city that you've gone through?
1: Uh, p- probably the rent prices.
0: You know, because I was in
1: Detroit, so I had like a, a good spot for a reasonable price, right. and then when I got out to LA, um, it was expensive. So, but like right. the, the the cost of living is different in different cities. But uh, I always say I'm gonna keep myself on the level of where I know that I'm comfortable with and not gonna get like caught up in different lifestyles and things like that, so. um, But the cost of living in different spaces are are different. Traffic is different. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of fill out the, the area, but LA has some really good, like, healthy restaurants for me, so I'm all in.
0: (laughs) I think you see that, too. You see people sign contracts with different teams, and you just see the dollar amount and the years, but you don't see the differences in where they have to play, like the cities, the states, all that, the lifestyle of the different um, places that they're in. So how do you actually go about then approaching a move then? Because if every place is so different... How do you actually prepare yourself and get yourself in the space to to make the adjustment?
1: I think you just got to be, like, focused on what's the most important thing. Like, for me, I don't have, like, people living with me or a family like that. So, you know, different guys are different because some guys get traded and they got their whole family. They got kids that have to be in school. Mm -hmm. So you have to find best school districts and things like that. But for me, it's just, you know, get me up and settled in a a nice spot um, and a good area that's pretty much low key that I can, you know, be able to just focus and, and, and stay right and then just be ready to play. So it all depends on the individual.
0: Right. So where do you see yourself growing or evolving into now being in LA and, and mm-hmm. like you said, like growing things to your game and challenging yourself. Like where do you see the growth for you now?
1: Yeah, just uh, you know, I obviously on the court modifying different things I looked at through last year until now that I can get better on and just trying to Bring our, you know, be more of a leader for our team, get the chemistry uh, for our team to come along. We got a lot of young guys that are coming in, so being able to be able to show them the ropes to the league, really, and just be an influence for them to understand. Like, you know, I was in 19th, picking a draft, didn't play my first year, uh, barely played in the, you know, my second year, halfway point. So um, just trying to show them, like, you can really work your way into the player you know, you want to be with a lot of hard work, passion, and focus. Um, but letting them know too, like, you know, your, your window of opportunity is very, very short and slim. Right. Like when I got traded to Orlando, everybody was like, "Oh wow, you going out there and you're killing!" But like, you know, it was it was good because I was blessed enough to have that type of opportunity. But mm-hmm. who knows? Well, if I didn't get that opportunity, who knows where I'd be? I might may not even be in the league. Maybe, right. maybe guys went and see what I could do, but. Um, as I said, the opportunity and a winner, that opportunity is very slim. So when it does come, you got to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's something I don't
0: think people talk about as much either. They think just mm-hmm. because you're really good or you have a really good season, yeah. there's no way you'll get traded or there's no way you'll get moved around. I think you see that all the yeah. time.
1: Well, you know, some, sometimes in in the game now in in the league, like, you know, you could be a, a valuable asset to a different team and on one team, you could be a guy that's kind of clogging up cap room. So, you know, teams may look to go in a different direction or you could be, uh, you know, just a guy that may not may not have worked out in one situation. Another team likes you and they invest in you. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just the type of game. and. It all goes off of how the team feels at the time.
0: Right. What do you feel like are the keys, because you're talking about, you know, you giving game to other people mm-hmm. and letting people know as they come in, your keys to being successful and having a lasting career in, in the league?
1: Well, you know, first of all, you gotta take care of your body. That's number one. Um, and then I think you have to take uh, you know, full advantage of your platform. Cause beyond basketball, that's like a, a key where you have a platform to influence many different people different young kids. Um, so really taking advantage of that, those two things first, and then you got to work your tail off every single day. Um, a lot of these teams invest in players and you have to invest back in yourself for that opportunity to really match. So, you know, I would say those are the three things that can really help a player grow.
0: Right. And who have been some of the, the voices for you or mentors or people who've given you a lot of valuable advice yeah, well, I came
1: in and I came in the league to Milwaukee, so I had some good. Um, I had some good vets over there, and uh, Drew Gooden was a good vet that gave me confidence in my game. Um, Stephen Jackson was another guy that was uh, in my ear a lot as a rookie. Um, you know, even you know, Joel Bill was another guy that always. Uh, you know, just kept me like in the right mindset of understanding that if it wasn't getting playing time, just to be able to come in every single day and work. I mean, he was in like his, I think like 13th year and he used to be coming at like the same time as me and working out. So like, he just like showed me like, look, I'm in year 13, I'm not playing either, but you know, you got to do this and things like that. So I had some really good like guys. When I got to Orlando, I was around Jameer Nelson. And I've had even on teams where I like, like got to. I I learn every single year from different different guys. Like Anthony Tolliver is another good guy that I've been around. Um, In LA, I was around DeAndre Jordan, and he was a a very good good veteran type guy, older guy than me. But um, I still look at guys who have been in the league for years ahead of me as like veteran type guys to still learn from because. They've been able to sustain themselves in this league for that amount of time. It's, you know, no surprise to that.
0: Right. And lastly, too, as we we wrap this up, you mentioned being able to have, being fortunate enough to have a support system. Your Mm. family have been able to make moves easier, transitions easier, having a good support system. For a lot of players who may not have that or who may not, you know, be able to make the transition that smooth, what would be your words to them to you know, help them handle that stress of having to move or that, you know, yeah. sudden, the the spontaneity of it. Like, what would be your words to them?
1: Well, a lot goes into the game um, on and off the floor. But, uh, you know, I've been blessed to have two parents who raised me. You know, if you go around the league, not many guys have two parents that have raised them all the way up. And it's amazing to see guys who who haven't had that be able to make the league, too, because I think that's a huge factor in, like, I know it was a huge factor in my growth. So anytime, like, I know somebody in the league who who got up in there, like, with a single parent or even with, like, no parents Mm -hmm. around them, like, I have, like, the, you know, added respect to that because I think that takes a lot of heart and grit to figure your way out in your life to get there. But, um, you know, I would say just, like, your friends that you're around, really let them understand that, like your business, so this is your business. So if they're around you and they support you, they have to have that same type of approach. Right. That It's a business like, you know, you're you're a commodity, you're somebody who has a platform, like understand that that's, that's your boy, but at the same time, like they have to be able to support you in that aspect and understand that people are looking at them just the same way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, they look at you. Um, I have that dialogue with a lot of my friends and they, they get it, they understand that. Uh, and at the same time, I think, you know, you got to be able to really make sure you, I, I tell guys all the time, like, you hit the lotto by making the NBA, you know? you you just never going to, you may not get this opportunity again to make a mm-hmm. million dollars a year, right. you know? Unless you're doing some you know, really good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. But, like, understand that, that, you know, let's just say you make $2 million, that $2 million is $1 million at the end of the year after taxes and then if you go out and buy a car, you buy, you know, rent on a house and you pay off all your bills, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're pretty much sitting with maybe like 500K. So what you kind of do with that capital is on you. So get the right people around you to, Invest that type of capital the right way to make sure you're you're learning where your money is, how to spend it, what what do you need to buy, what you need and what you don't need. Yeah. You know, one of my financial advisors, he told me this a long time ago. He's like, when you get into elite, don't spend like you're in elite. Spend like you used to spend when you were in college. And I took that mindset in and I, you know, I applied it like my first two years. And I was able with that is to build habits. For where I'm at now, right. whereas if I may have had the opposite approach to that, I may not have those habits now. As right. I have like been able to get a bigger salary, right. which could have led to you know bad decisions. So right. I think the, the, the you know having like those things that I just said and you know really protecting your capital and your money and what you what you've got because we all play the game for the love, but we actually have the opportunity to be able to. Play this game and make a good living about it. So right. never let that opportunity pass.
0: Yeah, is it hard for you to maintain relationships, living that lifestyle and moving around? Like and how do you communicate it? Obviously you're you're close with your mother and your father, mm-hmm. like your family, but your friends you've been around and things like that, like how do you communicate to them and get them adjusted to the lifestyle?
1: I mean, everybody has kind of around my team has understood like it's not like this isn't a handout, right. you know what I mean? So everybody has kind of understood that, and you know has just from even from being in high school has understood that's who I was, that's who like our family was like we're close, boys or friends. By the end of the day, like. They're there to support me as a basketball player and as an individual. If things come up, they let me know. If they see me in a way where they may have think like, oh, like, you don't really need that, you know what I mean? Like, I'll I really take that advice like, yeah, you right. I don't need those shoes, you know what I mean? Like, so we have that type of relationship where it's like, you know, why we, why we need to shop at Gucci if we could go shop at, you know, online and get stuff for, you know what I mean? Like way, way cheaper. So we have that type of cheap approach, which is, you know, it's like, it right. is how it is. But like, that's how I am. Like, that's how they are as friends. And that's how like, I've been able to be, um, you know, really conscious with my money and being able to set up things in the right right spaces where I know when basketball ends, I'll be able to be fine.
0: Awesome. So it would be remiss if we didn't just say what your goals are for this season. Like, what do you set out to mm-hmm. do as we wrap it up?
1: Well, okay, yeah. I mean, my goals this season is to no one be the best player that I can be, but at the same time, be the best teammate that I can be. Um, you know, when I when I go into the summer and I look at at goals and I look at personal goals, I look at team goals. I look at our team. Uh, we missed the playoffs last year, and we were um, you know close to getting there. So. You know, I want I want to make the playoffs. That's a that's a huge goal for me. I want to be more of a leader on our team. Um, I want to improve in certain aspects that I'm working on this summer, and I just want to you know go out there and have fun playing with the guys that I'm with, and um, you know be be one of the best teammates that I can be. I, you know, I try to pride myself on that and um, helping different guys out and being. Um, I think when I'm the best teammate I can be, I'm the best player that I can be.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, for you sure. sharing that, yeah, for well. sure. Definitely want to thank Tobias Harris. Check him out this season with the Clippers. It's a City to City podcast powered by Move. I'm your host, Julian Mitchell.